Deborah, guess what time it is? I know. I'm so excited. It's time to take a breath. <laughs> Praise the Lord and hallelujah. <laughs> I don't know about you ladies, but I am ready <laughs> to just get up and take a breath. <laughs> it is time. It is time. And so happy to be with everybody today. Yes, welcome. You know, those of you who are joining us on Facebook, please be sure and let us know you're here to join us today. We are, it's just time to put things down, step away, take us with you, but you can step away from your computer, take us with you on your phone, uh, but just put it down and just spend the next 30 minutes hanging out with Deborah and I, and uh, let's just uh, breathe. Breathe in. I think that is really important to do. You know, we can get excited about our to-do list and the things that, you know, aren't moving correctly or the difficulties, challenges that we face. And, you know, we start breathing from the top and it just of our lungs and it starts to create carbon and monoxide and pollution up here. <laughs> yes. Time to stop. Breathe deeply. Take a breath. And let God do that. His work. Yeah. I love that carbon monoxide and pollution. I do feel <laughs> like my head is just a little filled with pollution. At least polluted thoughts. You know when you get frustrated and you're just overwhelmed and I've just had everything coming at me this week. And so, I, ladies, I had just messaged Deborah. I'm like, I am ready to scream. <laughs> well, that's that's the beauty, right, of having um, good colleagues and friends because, you know, we kind of play off of each other a bit. So when you're having those moments, I'm kind of being, you know, calm. But when I'm ready to, um, you know, split a seam, there you are. And so I love that part of it, that we can just be who we are at the moment and settle it down and bring it back to basics. Okay, but we can't lie to these ladies, Deborah. There has been a time or two that we were both ready to bust a seam. And <laughs> well, we didn't okay. know that we were both <laughs> that way at the same time. So we've had to agree that one of us is gonna be the one, the voice of reason. So, wow, I think this really kind of leads us into today's topic in such a perfect way. We could have done it better, right? I don't know. God just puts these things together and plays them out for his purposes. I oh, love all the time. Well, ladies, those of you who've been joining us for the last five weeks, uh, six weeks actually, because we had a, a week off in there where Crystal joined us. We have been talking about five keys to successful business and we are on number five. And let me tell you, ladies, we did say the very best for last. And I am, it could not be truer. But let me, let me remind them of the first four. So the first key is you got to know your purpose and you got to know your assignment. The second key is what product or service are you called, notice that word called, to provide. Not told <laughs> what you've been called to provide. Number three was you must have a business plan and 
follow it. So I think, you know, we need to bold and underline and, and maybe all caps the follow it. And then our fourth last week was about getting coaching, right? The most successful people have a coach, business coach, life coach, athletes have coaches. So number four was get a coach. Deborah, what's today? Yeah. Today is all about prayer. And you're right, Wendy, this is the most important piece um, of this uh, five-part series. At Nehemiah, we have the blessing, but we're also very committed mm -hmm. to prayer before each, uh, each meeting, after each meeting, um, in between the time when we are having um, uh, problems or difficulties. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter whether it's internally within our team or it's externally with, with clients and students and our partners, because it really sets the stage for the course of the meeting. And it invites the Holy Spirit to begin to work within us. And sometimes we need that pause to make that happen. We've had difficult meetings. We've had challenges or problems. And, you know, God's word and his presence always leads us in the right direction. If we're looking at opportunities, we're closing deals, okay, relationship issues, it happens in every business. These are all covered in prayer for God to do his work. And you know, here's the, first, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I was just going to say the best part of this is we also recognize his blessings and we praise those as well because we're stewards of this ministry and God is the one who's in charge. Okay. Not us, not my agenda. Unfortunately, it's all about his, right? So we want his, we want his input. And that's what I would hope um, we would convey today for these ladies is about getting God's input. And if you're not certain this works, then I'm going to encourage people who are on the line or are listening to this to try one, take a problem, take it to God, and then watch him work. And I think they'll be amazed. I'm sorry, oh. when you're going. I know they're going to be amazed, Deborah. I completely know they're going to be amazed. You know, when I came on to Nehemiah, um, I had worked in another ministry. It was just a couple of people in it. We were very small. And, and, and we, we prayed, you, you know, at, at meetings. We, we always prayed at the end. But when I came to Nehemiah, I have to say it was just a little surprising that it did not matter if Patrice called me to have a conversation, if we're meeting and it's just him and I, we open in prayer and we close in prayer. Every staff meeting, no matter if we were going to run over or not, they still didn't cut the meeting short and still ended at prayer. It was a little, I have to say, it, was, it took a little get, a minute to get used to it. Now I can't imagine doing it any other way. Oh, exactly right. Even we just had our staff retreat. We started each day with a devotional and we started and that set the standard and the tone for how we work together. It's an integral part of who we are. It is part of our culture. It is part of our uh, expectation. And if we don't start with it, we go, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on. We need to start with prayer. And, uh, and we come back around to it. We absolutely do. And, and it is interesting when we get new team members to watch them get acclimated to that, right? Um, and so that kind of does it, makes me feel a little bit better because it took me a minute. 
not that I have a problem but with it, it was just that complete dedication to understanding that nothing was done in our mind. Nothing was done um, without seeking God's wisdom and approval and his grace. Nothing that we even attempt. And so much so that we have 21 days of fasting and prayer twice a year as an organization. We do it at the beginning of the year as we are preparing to launch our new strategy for the year. And then we do it before Nehemiah week, which is our international conference, which is coming up in a couple of months. And we do that in preparation for serving you. I mean, how, how's that for an organization that spends 21 days they, we meet every day in a corporate prayer, different regions lead it. We're all fasting and praying. I mean, this year, talk about the number of people. We're going to have probably 40 or 50 of us this year fasting and praying so that we can serve you who come to Nehemiah Week. That is just that is just a, a, a huge, huge thing, and it is all about being able to serve them. We even start our, our staff meetings every week. With, we spend probably, what, 30, 40 minutes in devotional and prayer? Devotional prayer and praise. And, yes. you know, this is where we can bring up even our own personal issues, prayers for people we know, um, our family. And we do it as a corporate, um, you know, invoking the power of God. And I cannot, um, I cannot stress enough the leadership that it took for Patrice to stand by this. He, he is fully committed to it. And as a result, the leaders he's raised up, which is the entire staff, we're all committed to it as well. I think it's one of the most powerful things that we can do. It's one of the most powerful tools that we have in our toolbox, which takes us to talking point number one. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it comes to this question of, you know, um, it begins to answer this question, if, if God is for me, what can man do? I mean, we come together um, as a team and where we're told where two or more are gathered, you know, we command um, that presence. So I listed a couple of things that I think that prayer does for us. And so I'm just going to list them out here, Wendy. It gives peace. It gives direction, wisdom, protection, guidance. It relieves anxiety, stress, and worry. It solves problems. It brings blessings. It brings a harvest. It increases our faith and trust in God's provision. It reminds us of who is in charge, just to name a few. And so, you know, my saying, got a problem, got a decision, need to know the next step. We take it to God. We obey his direction and leave all the consequences up to him because he's the one who's telling us what to do. I don't know. We talk about from time to time trying to grab the wheel back. We have to we have to leave it up to him. And Wendy, I will just say this about this step is, uh, you know, I'm reminded from James 4, verse 13, where oftentimes um, entrepreneurs where we um, say, come now, who say today or tomorrow, we will go to do such and such in a city and spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit. Yet we do not know what our life will be like tomorrow. We're just a vapor for a little while. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills. 
And I think that's the point right there where we stop for a moment and say, Lord, if you will, this is what we will do. We will live and also do this or that. So that we're, you know, that that point of bringing him first into all of our plans. And that is the starting point. And it's it's probably it's the most important, too, because, you know, I've done business as a secular entrepreneur. I was a Christian and, and I did like a lot of us. I, I had my faith on Sundays and in the morning before I started work. But when I went to work, I left my faith at the door. I'm going to tell you, that was really hard. And I now that I have spent five, six years as a biblical entrepreneur, starting with prayer and, and leaving it in God's hands and asking for his wisdom and grace, I'm not going to say it was, it's easy, but it's not hard. Like, hard like it was before. <laughs> and, and it just is really, really uh, powerful. You know, we are getting ready. We're going through um, a transition. God is is uh, taking me to another location to launch new centers and and uh, moving my entire family. You know, one of the best things we did was exactly this. I pulled out this tool out of our toolbox. We had purchased property about five, five six years ago. I'm going to tell you a year ago, we stood on that property and we said, all right, Lord, it's yours. If you want us to plant here, then you don't sell this property and you find us another piece. If you want us to stay here, you don't sell us and don't find anything. We will do the work, meaning we will look, we will actively do our part. But ultimately, I left it up to him and he did not disappoint. And he did. He did reveal that. And so we have to use that tool. We can't leave it in our toolbox. Number one. And then when we pull it out, we got to let the tool work. We, we can't. So let's talk about our second point. All right. I love this one. I know. <laughs> Who's in charge? We got to recognize truly who is in charge. One of the things that we teach in biblical entrepreneurship, and it is the one thing that just completely turned me around was that this is God's business and he has called me here to steward his business. Now let's think about that a second. I got the greatest boss in the world. I got the boss who does all the answers, who prepared all the steps. He knows the directions because God is the owner of the business and I work for him. When we work for someone else, what do we do when we got a problem? We go to the boss and we ask, right? Well, we got to remember who's in charge of our business, who's in charge of our life. And we have to go to the boss. We got to go there. And, and when these problems come up, you know, it's kind of natural to have this shopping lists of requests. I don't know about you, Deborah. I've had that to-do list for the Lord. And and I, I think that, that you know, Jesus kind of rebukes that approach to prayer, right? right? And one of the things that I've learned is to ask 
but also to um, ask for the Lord's will to be done. You know, Lord, I would like, you know, this is where what I'm working towards, but I want your will to be done, not mine. And having to trust the fact that when he closes the door, I have to honor that that was not a door I should have gone in. And as a, a an entrepreneur, you know, I didn't get that big contract, right? I put all that work putting together that contract and I didn't get that business. What I've learned to do is ask the question, Lord, was I not meant to have that? What lesson do you want me to learn here? Is it to, I need to get better skills or was that not what you had prepared for me? So we've got to let, recognize who's really in charge. Well, that is so true. And you know, oftentimes we try to do things in our own might and, and our own determination. And I was thinking as you're talking about doors opening, um, you know, sometimes, um, we think that door is the right one and and when we force it open and go inside it is rarely a very good thing if ever <laughs> you rarely. know wish yeah. that we could back right back out of it again and say i'm sorry lord i didn't mean to peek in here didn't didn't really need to do that but um thanks for showing me what i was trying to do well, you know what this comes to, and I think, I mean, there's so much good things about prayer, but we've got three points. And this third one about gaining wisdom to make right decisions. You know, there are things that we just don't know. And, um, and, and there's a lot of unknowns that are out there. And sometimes we have to have faith and able to walk into that unknown, um, holding on to God's hand and being able to, to say, um, you know, help me out here. And it means oftentimes getting out of what we call our comfort zone. There's a lot of things that happen outside of our control. I mean, the pandemic is a pretty big example of that, right? Out of our control. But as we, um, but as we pray, I've always believed, and I felt from the beginning, I know I've said this before, but wow, first of all, we were chosen to be alive at this time. We were chosen to experience this and to be an answer to a problem that Lord stopped the world. He stopped. I think of this like the great flood. He stopped the <laughs> world. He stopped the world during our lifetime. What is he teaching us? How are we getting ready for? I don't know when the waters disappear, right? When they start to recede, what are we ready for? And so I, we really have to stop and ask the God and listen for his guidance. I think there's something really special ahead. I have no idea what it is. I just want to be ready for whatever it happens to be. And so here we are putting aside, we've got to, we have to pray to get that wisdom, to have him guide us through, to show us how to do business differently, how to have our families differently, how to relate in our communities differently. Um, I know that there is a lot of problems and, and people are suffering, but when we study and we get prepared, then we can hear God speaking through us. When we make room into our lives for what God wants to say, it is a marvelous experience. 
You know, Wendy, I had just um, had a, a, a quote that I was looking at today and about willpower being the um, giving God space to do what he wants to do within us. It's not about uh, what we have, but letting his will be done. And so willpower plays a whole different role now. I don't have to have the willpower to quit eating chocolate. I can rest. Oh, but now I know. But now I have I have God's power working in me. And that allows for decisions to be made that serves him as well. When we linger in God's word, when we're studying it, when we are um, pondering it, when we are acting, believing it, acting on it and living it. Now things begin to happen. And we've seen that happen at Nehemiah as well. Sorry, I got carried away. I just love this topic. Well, you know, because it's the it's the top it's the thing that is the the differentiator. It is the answer. It is the question. It is the beginning and the end of the conversation. And the fact that, you know, we start every meeting at and end every meaning. It is the beginning and the end. And the alpha think, and the omega. Amen. Amen. <laughs> but it also it also helps us. I think it reminds us who's in charge. Because if we're continually praying and asking God and seeking His wisdom and, and, and grace and His His version of of what we need to be doing. You know, starting with prayer reminds us in that meeting that he, we're not in charge of this. We're here to do the work. Yes, God has placed us here to do the work. I love one of the things you told me very early on when I came on board with Nehemiah. You said you are you work for God, but you do it through Nehemiah currently. And as an entrepreneur. We work for God. You're just doing it through the business that he has called you to, whether it's full-time ministry, entrepreneur, working for someone else. That's, that was so powerful for me because it does change up how I look at things. You know, I, I, when the Lord releases me to the next step, I go. When I'm asked for the, to take the next step, I go and ask, Lord, is this, is this the path you want me to go down? Is this what you want me to do? So, you know, ladies, if, if you're out there and if you've had the week that I've had, which, you know, I may or may not have wanted to throw things a couple of times this week. I've gotten so frustrated, but I didn't. But if you've had that kind of week, stop, take a breath and go in prayer. Take it to the Lord. The challenges are his. He is the one who is in charge. I don't, I don't like watching the news. I don't watch, I don't like seeing any of it because it makes me completely crazy because it, people think they're in charge. Those silly people think they're in charge of everything. <laughs> yeah, <Okay>. well. <laughs> we need to pray for them. <laughs> Yes, yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yeah, well, you know what it is, Wendy, one of these things, and I'm just going to add this last little kind of a tidbit here. It is about our egos, isn't it? It's about when we put things in our own power, what we, 
I accomplished. This is what I did. This is my business. These are my assets. This is my house, my possessions. No, it's not. That's right. The Lord has put them on loan, right? He has given those to us for his purposes and plans. How are we using those? And are we really elevating him and, and glorifying him and what he's done? Are we using them to help others? Uh, that may be in need. Are we um, are we being good stewards and and providing for the future and and looking at what may come ahead and planning appropriately? Um, are we paying our bills, our vendors on time? You know, how are we walking all of this out? And it's a really a big step. And you know, I think that this is the one thing where biblical entrepreneurship absolutely shines is that understanding the purpose of wealth what our roles are to do, how do we view opportunities, what are the principles of being a biblical entrepreneur. And if anyone who's listening to us wants to have a kingdom company, they want God as their as their owner and they're the steward, they need to come to your upcoming class. And I know you're going to share some of those or it's been going through our, um, our yeah. podcast here because you can't miss out. This is the, the leader, the lead that takes that takes you to that level absolutely we have one starting today actually we have a biblical entrepreneurship class starting today and we will have more so watch for those we're uh, getting ready to announce some new dates that are coming up but you know my dad used to tell me either you're part of the solution or you're part of the problem and we we need to be part of the solution which means we need to be doing what God commands, leading with love, showing God's love in the marketplace and to others. That just came, popped into my head. It's almost like I could hear my father uh, telling me that. So, you that know, so cool. we, we need to be part of the solution to the, the world issues right now, you know, and, and not further the enemy's agenda by jumping on that bandwagon, right? We need to, to, lead with love I, I you know when a few months back when when i was on a podcast with patrice he said what do you think we need to do and i told patrice we need to love more hate less we need to forgive more and seek vengeance less mm -hmm. exactly exactly right with prayer so well let's let's go to some scriptures deborah all right well this this first one from matthew you want me to start or do you want to take yeah, it go ahead Okay, Matthew 6, 7. Okay, let's see how I can do this in the King James Version. But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathens do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. All right. So, you know, short and sweet, I think, is what it comes down to the essence of it. Um, don't think you have to have a, a program, a formula, a process in which you use. The Lord just wants to hear it directly from your heart. You know, that's one of the things I did struggle with coming on to Nehemiah because when I pray to the Lord, I, I, I pray as a daughter would to her father. And I, I pray not in flowery words. I'm just not a flowery person anyway. So I tend to be kind of direct and, and, and just kind of, you know, that's just how I am. So then, you know, I was afraid to do that in front of the team when they would ask. Until one day, 
again, I'm like, well, you're not praying to them, you're praying to me. Why are you gonna change up how you're gonna pray if you're gonna pray in front of them? You're praying to me. I'm listening both ways. Why would you know? Why would you be that? So I, I do love this. Um, be authentic in your prayers and, and just short and sweet and take it to the Lord. He he knows he knows what's in our heart anyways. He knows the words before we've even uttered them. Um, and you know, and he didn't creep me to have flowers. So here we go. Well, you know, Deborah, um, in John First uh, John five five, who is it that overcomes the world? Only one, only the one who believes that Jesus is the son of God. Mm. Who will overcome the world? Yeah. Who's overcome this hot mess? <laughs> it's all about Jesus and That's no one, and no one's going to get past it. We've got to go to Jesus first. That's right. All right. Well, um, our third, our third uh, verse today is about those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. You know, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like as an entrepreneur, as an employee, as, as a woman, um, I, my, my strength is gone. It's sapped. But who do I go to with that? It's the Lord himself. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. I used to think when I first, Isaiah 40, 31, I used to think when I first came that I had to keep up with Patrice. I soon, I soon learned that I cannot do that. Well, not soon. It took me a long time. But I finally figured out that I cannot keep up with them. But I'm not expected to either. Sure. And that, um, and that, you know, Sundays are not a work day, but they are a day that was set aside for us to recoup our strength, to get renewed, to spend time with family and with our church family and to get our minds and our hearts, our bodies refilled and replenished. And that is so important to do. And who does that for us? It's the Lord. And how important is it? Absolutely. I love the visual here, too. The Lord will renew your strength. You know, when you go to go to him in prayer and you open yourself up to him, he will fill you up. He will fill you up with the peace. Well, Deborah, we could talk about this. I know you and I could talk about this for probably hours and hours. But listen, <laughs> we know these ladies have got to get back. The kids are probably starting to get antsy and the phone might be ringing and the emails need to be sent and the clients need to be called. So we want to honor your time. So ladies, we've got a surprise for you next week. We can't wait next week. We have a really great surprise. So you're going to have to stay tuned for that next Thursday, same time. Um, and just see what Deborah and I have um, I think we're just more giddy than anything about what's going to happen. I'm just like so excited. I can't understand it. Okay. Let's just, let's just tell them this a little bit. The little okay. bit is you and I are going to be together. I know. That's right. We won't be across the country. I'm, well, I'm coming to Orlando. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So ladies, thank you for joining us today. We hope that you have a blessed week and we always want to leave you with this one thought this one very important thought. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. 1 Corinthians 16, 11. You have a blessed week and we'll see you next Thursday. Chronicles. Thank you. Bye, everybody.
<laughs> See you.